CEOs. Woo! Welcome to the wild world of she's doing big things where anything is freaking possible. For real. Anything. Like, do you believe me? If not, we're going to argue about it today right here on these airwaves. Yes, I am actually open, inviting, and loving the big, wide, open, brave discussions these days, which is, let me say, quite the frickin' switch from the little people pleaser that I used to be. I used to literally get all balled up in the corner when somebody disagreed with me, boo-hooing and crying, not knowing what to do or how to handle myself. Or I would give the whole nod and smile when somebody had an opinion that I just simply didn't agree with because I was too afraid to say it. But let me just tell you what this energy and action manifested in my life. I was literally surrounded by people pleasers all the time. And let me tell you, People pleasers are really hard to please because you have no idea whether they're pleased. It created a business that felt so unaligned with clients that drained the hell out of me with a yearning to show up and be heard and a never ending feeling that I was like disappearing, literally shrinking to never be seen again. And now if you know me and you've ever seen me or if you're anything like me, all of my four foot 11-ness, I can't shrink much more, y'all. There's literally not a big gap between I'm here and I'm gone, right? So in all honesty, I woke up this year in the middle of a pandemic just tired as hell. Not because I was sick or anything was truly going on in this little space of mine, but because I was tired as shit of containing a fire that was burning me alive from the inside out. I have things to say. I have a really passionate, emotional, big, space-taking voice and an even bigger soul. I have people to impact. I know this about myself. I am a manifester in human design. If you're out there, whoop whoop, manifestors. My literal existence, when actually lived out, is meant to inspire. That's what I'm here to do. And when I say that, I mean both negatively and positively. I'm here to magnetize and to repel the hell out of people. And the cool thing is, you are too in your very own individualized and unique way based upon your design. So my guest today is someone that I just effing adore. I haven't known her that long in the online space, but Holy moly, I was like, she's my spirit animal. She is just the most beautiful new mama, a badass entrepreneur, and she is a mother frickin' firecracker. Like, I don't know if you can feel it in my energy right now. Hello, Open G Center, who is malleable and able to adapt to all situations and people. I am truly taking in her energy like a crazy person right now because she is magnetic and I am all up in that polarity. So my guest today, Miss Ashley Fernandez, is like me, a challenger. Oh yeah, this is an actual thing. It is not just the name of a spacecraft. It's an actual personality type. She is someone who loves to challenge the status quo. She loves to call out that which is wrong, to amplify that which is right, and to create open, really vulnerable discussion. 
She's willing to challenge what people believe even when it makes them uncomfortable because, well, let's be honest, comfort is over-effing rated seriously. Whatever happens in your comfort zone, honestly, so cliche, we've heard it a million times, but too many of us are still sitting there roasting wieners over the comfort fire instead of setting off fireworks and making it rain. Y'all, <laughs> clearly I'm feeling feisty today. I warned you. <laughs> so Ashley and I are going to talk on this episode about why it is that disagreements are actually the best agreements in your business. Now, I know that sounds weird probably a little counterintuitive, but here we go. So Ashley, beyond all of the fireworks, is also a marketing strategist, non-conformist, and an amazing coach. If you haven't been following her, seriously, go check out her stuff, her profiles, her all of the things, because she is the shiz. Ashley is a corporate marketing manager for a $4 billion company turned online marketing strategist and sales coach. So she spends her day helping one-on-one -on -one service providers dominate their marketing strategy to consistently close high ticket sales and scale to multiple six and seven figures. Whoa, I know. <laughs> She is an anagram 8W7, or wing as we like to call it. She's also a lines 1-3 generator in human design. And she's an emotional generator at that. Word up to my emotional authorities. She is the wife to her hunky husband, Ben. She said that, not me. And mom <laughs> to a sassy toddler with another little girl on the way. She is a tell-it-like-it-is straight shooter who isn't afraid to challenge the status quo. So most days, you can find her having random dance parties in the kitchen while sipping her reheated coffee. Seriously, we're twinning at this point. She's practically me. She's a new mama, like I said, to a brand new baby girl, and I'm just in love right now as this comes out. I'm already prefacing this entire episode with that she's pregnant as we record, but she's having a baby once this comes out. So I love getting to watch and see her second and seeing that process unfold for her on social media. Mamas, unite. I literally stand with you in solidarity, even though these loins, they be empty. So let's just bring her on sugar, spice, all things nice, and everything mother frickin' feisty. Miss Ashley, how are you today? Oh my goodness, what an amazing introduction. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Um, I am doing wonderful. I am so, so, so happy to be here um, and just get on here and, you know what, challenge that status quo, like you said, right? Hell yes. I love it. So let's dive into the backstroke, right? Let's take us back there. What is your story? All the way back, way back, and tell us how you got to where you are in this little journey called business. Okay, we're going way, way, way back. Um, let's go back to the childhood, right? So I, you know, grew up in a very, very small town, very close-minded. Um, I grew up in a family that was very Southern and didn't really, it was more so, you know, you do what you're told. And I was told, you know, um, children should be heard, or ch children should be seen, not heard. And it really kind of, uh, almost silenced my voice in a way. I was a very 
um, loud, very rambunctious child, right? And I always asked a ton of questions. I have always been a challenger. I was always like, well, why does it have to be that way? And I remember my dad always answering, so little girls could ask questions about it. <laughs> and so I kind of felt for a very long time that um, my voice was kind of silenced and, you know, and um, kind of in, I guess, you know, school roles, um, I almost kind of morphed myself to different groups of people. And, but I always found myself in leadership roles um, in those groups. It was really weird. So it was almost like that was a way that I could use my voice was I almost kind of took leadership in these groups, but I always morphed myself to these different groups to fit in, which was, you know, kind of crazy um, when you think about it. But I think I just really did have this desire to use my voice. And I was very afraid to ruffle feathers at that point because I felt like every time I tried to challenge something, someone would get upset. And like you said earlier, um, you would like just, you know, crawl in a hole and die almost. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, yeah. You know, and then when I went to college, it was almost like a fresh start. It was almost like, oh my gosh, I'm not part of this small town anymore. No one really knows me. I can really kind of be me. Um, and it was actually funny because I wanted to go to school for um, teaching. I was like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I really want to help. And um, I ended up accidentally finding myself in the business building orientation. Um, and they were talking about international business and marketing. And when they started talking about marketing, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is me. I want to do marketing. This is a way to be seen and heard and actually get paid for it like what what is that right um so yeah so I ended up going the marketing route and um you know I immediately when I graduated with my degree I went into the corporate world had every desire to climb the corporate ladder um but the only thing I did not like about corporate is you have to follow corporate's rules mm -hmm. and I always wanted to challenge those rules and so I just kind of realized that I loved marketing but I did not love corporate. Um, so I actually ended up um, going back to school for something completely different, which was dental assisting, which was totally like off the wall for me. But um, it was there that I found I really liked working one on one with people and really digging into their beliefs and why they believe certain things because I'd have these amazing conversations with my patients because they were stuck with me in a chair for like an hour, right? So <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah, it was so funny. I always made like the bestest friends with all of my patients, but I realized there that that's where I really liked one on one. And you know, I did still really miss marketing, and I have always been so fascinated with like psychology and the way people think and and sales psychology and human behavior. And so um, I ended up randomly just starting a blog on a whim as a creative outlet, and within one year, that replaced my nine to five income. Um, and I started having people asking me, how did you do this? Like, like, what is going on? And I was like, well, I just kind of used my voice and started speaking up against, <laughs> yeah. you know, industry standards and what I thought and, you know, all of these things. And so that eventually morphed into um, consulting and coaching because I just started having people reach out asking, like, how did you grow your business online? How did you do this? And um yeah, that was about, I want to say, five years ago. And so I've been doing this now. Um, obviously have narrowed down and come a long way. But, um, yeah, I you know, absolutely love it. And 
it's a way that I can use my voice. And I also really, really love seeing my clients um, kind of position themselves to not only be 100% who they are and not be afraid to, you know, go out there and like go against the norm, but also kind of like positioning their expertise for profit. Um, and, you know, really encouraging them to, again, use their voice and really attract the people that they can best serve. Oh my gosh, I love this. So I was actually going to do this a little bit later on in the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and dive into a little bit of your human design um, because there are so many key elements in this story that I want people to recognize and take note of. So Ashley, you said you ask a lot of questions and I want you to know as a plain and simple fact, you are a line uh, profile one, profile three. So that line one is like the inquisitive person out there who is just, it feels like they're grilling you, but they're really just so in tune and so intent on knowing who you are, what makes you tick, how things work. You know, they're the researcher. They're the person who just, a game of 20 questions for them is not quite enough. They want 50, right? So that's totally you, <laughs> which I love. And then you see that line three, really come out in your um, journey where you kind of took a lot of different paths, right? And you sort of followed intuitively what felt good because you are also an emotional authority, which means that what feels good is good for you. And what feels bad is bad for you. And all of my emotional designs out there, there's a wave that some of us ride more so than others but I'm sure that there probably was one slightly partially in there for you, Ashley. Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. That is so fascinating. Um, I know I was always that student in school who got in trouble for asking questions, like <laughs> asking too many questions. And I was like, I no. It. And I, so I always like, I, even to this day, I always tell people like, no question is a dumb question. Like, please ask it. Yeah. Because it's just, I don't know, like I want to answer it. If I can't answer it, I'll answer it. But yes, I yeah. totally agree with that. That is so fascinating. Yeah, and it's so interesting how you said that you morphed into a lot of different groups, which you probably find now even as an adult, because you have an open G center, which means that your identity center is very pliable, malleable. And some people take that as, you know, a, an almost like shameful thing. But to me, I think that's amazing because you get to literally move into any group. You can stand in front of any person and you can almost adopt or adapt your personality, your identity to what they're currently needing in that moment from you most. And the things that you're really strong at will come out and your weaknesses will subside and vice versa. They kind of flip almost depending upon who you're around. I love that. And you know, it's really, it's funny that you do say that because for a while I did think that was almost a negative thing. Like when I looked back, I was like, gosh, like, um, you know, for a while I did think that was very negative that I kind of not really stood my ground as to who I was, but I, I kind of, you know, did morph. And so I always mm -hmm. felt like while I was trying to fit in, I didn't really fit in. Yes. And I've noticed now that I've gotten older how much of a blessing that has been to me because I do truly feel like I could sit down with anyone and have amazing deep conversations no matter who they are mm -hmm. because I do feel very, very open and I know that um, 
no matter who I'm talking to, we will find some type of common ground. Yeah. And we can definitely talk about those things. So I love that you said that because that that I love that you said that it could be a positive thing. I'm like, yes, it really can. And it, it took me a while to actually realize that yeah. it really is very positive to be able to do that. Yeah, everything in everybody's design is beautiful, right? Everything is based upon perspective and how you utilize your strengths and how you learn in your quote unquote weaknesses, but we like to call them open areas. It's just places that you're absorbing more from the world and you get to decide what you do and do not want to absorb. And so I think, yeah. And there are so many people with open G centers, open identity centers, who are such good coaches because they can sense things about people and other people's identities that they're that people with a defined identity center don't sense about other people it's sort of like being an empath or not being an empath right like you can sense things about people their leeriness their um their strength their weakness their ability to transform or their strength in knowing exactly who they are as well so it's a beautiful gift now i, I love that <laughs> it's i mean oh human design's my jam but so through not being seen or heard right like you said that as a child and your human design because you're a one three emotional generator with an open throat center and a you have a lot of open centers just like i do so do you find yourself sort of feeling or absorbing the thoughts and um, and beliefs of others and kind of trying them on for size? Um, I would say sometimes. I think for me, it's just so fascinating to learn mm -hmm. from others. And so um, it's just really, really awesome to me and like just so cool to to realize or to really investigate. I love what you said earlier. You said something about investigating and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's so me. Um, to really just understand why they believe certain things that they believe. And um, I've always, 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 like I was an international business major with marketing and I was always fascinated uh, with other cultures and um, just really kind of, understanding why they do certain things or they think certain things or they believe certain things and so for me it's not like I really tried them on for sides but it was almost me just kind of challenging well why do they think that way and what way is right and not really what way is wrong but just you know kind of almost saying like oh yeah I totally I can totally see why you believe that or I can totally see that in you know, the things that you do and different things like that. Because I think sometimes we believe things that we don't even know why we believe them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really good about challenging why I believe certain things. And I used to not be. I used to just kind of like, okay, this is what I was taught. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, but as I've gotten older, I've realized like, well, I was actually taught that, but it's not really – True. Like, it's not really a fact. It's maybe just an opinion mm -hmm. that I was taught growing up from, you know, my parents or, or a family member or a friend or something, and they had that opinion. And so because they had that opinion, they then thought that it was a fact, right? Like, it was mm -hmm. right. Um, and so I always kind of just challenged it and always kind of said, well, why do you think that? Yeah. Like, 
you know, and so I feel like that's where I sometimes get in trouble or I sometimes ruffle some feathers because they themselves have never asked themselves why they believe it. Yes. So I love to challenge and just say, where did you learn that from? Yeah. And why do you think that, you know, the person who taught you that taught you that? What beliefs did they have? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really fascinating to see the wheels turn sometimes. Um you know, especially when we come to business and things we've been taught about money. Oh my goodness. Things we've been taught about money growing up and they're these subconscious beliefs that we don't even realize that we have. But then when we start to kind of, they start to serve it surface mm-hmm. and I challenged them. It's insane to see, um, the transformation of being like, Oh my gosh, like I subconsciously believed this. So it's kind of holding me back from what I really want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just crazy. So I think, I think I'm more so, don't really try them on for size, but really just like to question and challenge um, to understand. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that you explained that because that really is one key characteristic of um, a line one or a profile one is in certain gates and if you are in alignment with your design is being really open to understanding another person's perspective or point of view or where they got to where they're at or why they believe that right and that's so key in a coach as well so tell me why you believe right this is such a good like intro to this question so tell me why you believe or really how we came to this discussion in our podcast prep session of why disagreements are the best agreements for your business and really for your life as well yeah so um you know we've said several times that i really like to challenge the status quo Mm -hmm. and um you know when i came into business i really started you know, doing what most people do. And I was listening to the big name experts and the gurus and, um, you know, trying to do what they were doing. And I realized like, this is not working. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And not to say that what they teach doesn't work, but it wasn't working for me. And so I actually started to do kind of the opposite um, of what some of them were teaching. And I realized that it started working. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, this, people need to know about this. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of us get stuck, especially in business, in the no like, and trust factor. And that is something that I totally, like, speak against because I feel that um, when you focus on that no like, and trust factor, so I feel like we put on this kind of facade wanting people to like us, and it really just – So I feel like we, and so we're mimicking these experts, right? And then they don't actually get to know us. And Mm -hmm. um, so they're kind of like learning or getting to know someone that's not really us because we're mimicking these experts. And then we think they're going to trust us. And, you know, for me, it just didn't sit right. And I just felt like, you know, I was almost embarrassed if, you know, my friends or my family in real life saw what I was doing online, like I almost was embarrassed because it wasn't really me. Um, And so, you know, I just finally decided to take a stand because there really is no one size fits all. And I kind of realized once I started um, challenging that, that I was attracting more of my people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt by accepting the norm and not challenging it, you know, I was 
losing my voice and I see so many entrepreneurs doing that. So when I finally started disagreeing with certain things and using my voice, it was just this huge shift. And, you know, I think sometimes taking a moment to ask yourself, is this the end all be all or questioning, you know, is this the only way you might find yourself indifferent and I want people to know that that's okay, right? Like, it's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just kept saying, or I always say, like, who says you have to do things a certain way? Like, even today, I was talking to a fellow entrepreneur, and she was like, um, I, you know, my sales page is super long. And she's like, and I just don't feel like it flows. And I'm like, well, who says you have to have a long sales page? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, you're right. Thank you for giving me the permission to do a short sales page because I hate long sales pages. And mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, why do you even have to, you know, um, who says, right? Like just challenge it. And, and she just felt even so much better. And she's like, thank you so much for giving me that permission. And so, yeah, I just, I think that you need to do the things the way you want to do them and not necessarily the way everyone else wants you to do them. Exactly. So essentially then, I think what you're saying is in standing in your truth, you actually started to stand out. People started recognizing you. You also really like got in alignment with who you are, which honestly probably is more like your human design than you ever were before. So is that kind of what I'm hearing? Absolutely. And, you know, it's been a personal journey for me my entire life because, you know, I was always trying to, to fit in and not rock the boat. But that really did cost me my identity. Mm -hmm. And it cost me really being vulnerable with people. And I saw that in the beginning stages of my business because I just wanted to be like every other successful person out there. But when I studied them and I thought, you know, well, it'll work for them, it should work for me. But 99% of the time that wasn't the case and I think that's 99% of the time the case for a lot of entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. you know I was always terrified of being judged negatively and finally said you know what screw it like I'm gonna be judged either way because you can't please everyone right like you said that in the beginning you cannot please everyone so might as well be judged for who I really am so I just kind of stepped into that truth and it has given me my voice back and kind of just set me free and, you know, like you said, put myself in alignment with me. Exactly. And it almost feels like a disagreement with other people, if it's an agreement with you, is the truest thing that you can ever do. It's the best gift that you can give to yourself is to stand tall and strong in what you believe and let what's out there in the world with other people meant to be what's going to be, right? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So tell me something then that you really stand firm in and about because I know a lot of people have platforms or pillars. So what's one for you that might not be popular opinion or that might ruffle, ruffle some feathers that you're currently feeling out there? Oh, goodness. I could say a ton, but I'll just stick to maybe two. Um, so I am actually a Christian. And let me tell you what. Um, the Christian world is, oh my goodness, I could talk for hours and hours about mm -hmm. so many, you know, opinions in the Christian world that are not true. And, um, a huge one of those is definitely around money. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times, um, you know, 
being a Christian woman. And, and I don't really like target, you know, Christian entrepreneurs or anything like that. But, um, you know, if someone finds out I'm a Christian, oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten DMs saying, you know, Christians shouldn't talk about money and they'll, you know, they'll do the whole, we hear, you know, the verse, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I'm just over here like, Money is an exchange of value, <laughs> mm-hmm. and God created it. And the more money I have, the more opportunities I have. And, you know, to me, I would want good people in the world to have more money because good people will do more good with their money. Um, exactly. But it's something that I get so much backlash on. I have been called unhumble, and I'm like, well, really, the word humble, um, one definition of it is unpretending. Mm-hmm. And which I love, which fits, you know, perfect with this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. standing in your truth. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I'm not humble if I talk about money. And then I actually challenged myself to look up the word. <laughs> and the funny. definition was unpretending. And I was like, shoot, mm-hmm. by being myself, I am being humble. Mm-hmm. And it was so eye opening. But yeah, so I, you know, I guess that's a really big one that I get backlash on. But Another one, um, I guess, you know, in the more in the business world is the only reason you're not where you want to be is because of you. And that is a hard truth that I love to challenge people on um, because they don't really believe that it's their not really their fault, but it does. They don't really believe that they have a factor in not being where they want to be. And this one always gets people defensive. So I do this exercise with my clients and I have them tell me a goal that they want to achieve. And maybe that's like 30K months or, you know, sometimes it's personal, like um, I want to lose 30 pounds, like something like that. And so I have them tell me that goal. And then I ask them to write down every reason why they haven't achieved that goal. And, you know, they'll write down things like, I don't have the time, or I don't have the money to hire a team to help me, or, you know, I'm really tired and I, you know, don't have energy to go to the gym or, you know, things like that. And then I go through it with them Mm -hmm. and I challenge them on it. And I show them that everything on that list is actually a choice. Mm. Like they are choosing every single thing on that list. And, you know, I'll challenge them and say, well, do you even know how much money it will cost you to hire a team you want? And a lot of them are like, no. And I'm like, so you're making this almost this excuse or you're, you know, saying I haven't reached this goal yet because of this, but you're choosing that. Like you're choosing to keep that something instead of doing something about it, right? And if you don't know you won't take action towards it, and therefore you're choosing to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. And anytime I talk about that, I'm telling you, people get like really defensive because I'm kind of calling them out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the only reason where you want to be is because of you. Yeah, it's because of you and the actions you're taking. And whew, that one's a big one, but I, I talk about it all the time because when I do actually shift that belief, they're like, 
oh my goodness, you're totally right. So yeah, yes. that's another huge one that's quite unpopular. <laughs> oh, I love that though. It's ownership, it's responsibility. And quite frankly, as humans, none of us really want to do a whole lot of that, right? Like it'd be way easier if it was somebody else's fault than our own fault, because then we would have to actually do something about it. And of course, yep. our brains and our bodies want the path of least resistance and doing nothing is easier than something. So <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that exercise for sure. I love it. So, sure, go right ahead. It's very eye-opening. It is. Oh, my gosh. So I feel all of these to my core. I am a spiritual person. I um, used to define myself as a Christian. I kind of moved away from the faith and, like, organized religion per se. But I felt a lot of this as I was building other businesses up to this point in my faith. And how do I navigate this? And where is the judgment? And where am I right and not right to talk about money? And what are the choices that I'm making, right? And so I definitely love those. So I'll share with you one of mine personally really quick. And it's um, what you desire to receive back from someone or something is actually unaligned with how the universe operates or delivers. So that's why I took a stand, I think last week, about kickbacks. And this also goes for paying for followers. Now, before anybody <laughs> jumps down my throat about ads or affiliate marketing, there's really a totally different vibe to that. So I do believe wholeheartedly in products that I love, obviously, because I love them. And I believe the products are anticipating that many of us will put a link or a plug or in our blogs or podcasts or create a profit from our marketing, right? That's why we have affiliate marketing. But the difference here to me is that people are not products. Products don't have energy. People do. So products don't have problems that need to be solved. People do. Products are the solution. People are what creates a market for the product because they have the problem to solve, right? So energetic alignment literally states that in your most abundant state, you give your power to the universe with full acknowledgement that it has your back, whatever that means. It's not a gimme, gimme, let me buy energy or let me buy people so that I can gather more dollars and never utilize my energy to actually magnetize people. Instead, I'll just pay for them, right? I'll take the path of least resistance. I'll buy the person. I'll buy the, the followers. But I believe that when I put this out there, the true belief and abundance is that the universe will see it, the right people will need it, and thus goodness will come back to me in whatever way. Like money is a result of that trust and energetic flow. It's solution, product, sale, and bookend it with people, with energy. Whew. So <laughs> that's my soapbox, and I have I have really pissed some people off with it who really like paying for their followers or who love, you know, finders fees for the very basic elements of business, which is meeting people who they could then sell to the highest bidder. And I say no thank you to that. Um, so yes, if I have hurt some feelings on that, I'm sorry, not sorry. So... <laughs> 
What? So, I agree with you on all of what you just said, and especially the sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Can I get a thumbs down on your feelings? Um, so what has happened to you after that happens, right? Like after you take a stance, after you put it out there, and after you truly align with what you believe? Ooh, um, I have gotten some angry DMs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we've all gotten those angry DMs or, or horrible comments or people who've left our space and, you know, all those things. And um, But I'm actually pretty different from most people um, since I love a challenge. I know a lot of people kind of ignore the horrible comments and, you know, the horrible things that people say. But I actually read them and look at them. And here's why. Because I feel that, like, 95% of the time they're just bashing you know, and they just want to be angry. But the other 5% is actually constructive. Mm -hmm. And I can learn from what they said. And that to me is invaluable. And so it's, it's, you know, I actually love constructive criticism, because again, I ask a lot of questions, and I don't really like empty conversation or things like that. So I love constructive criticism, because it makes me challenge myself mm -hmm. and become better. And it makes me question, well, really, what they said, is there truth to that? And if so, how can I change that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is for everyone because a lot of people take things personally, or this isn't for everyone because a lot of people take things personally, right? And um, I try really hard not to take it personally because I've learned in the past that a lot of the time the people who take the time to comment or message mean things, they really have something internally in them that I just triggered. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's more so about them and nothing really to do with me personally. Mm -hmm. But I do find that sometimes when I read it, it does kind of give me a little bit of constructive criticism because I'm listening. I'm listening to what they're saying. And I'm really, again, challenging what they're saying and then seeing if that is actually a true reflection of me. Mm, yes. And here we go with your human design chart again, because I see this. Oh my goodness, you have the right angle cross of tension, which we were talking about before we started recording. And what this literally means is that you as a line one are looking for the tension in the world to help understand it yourself, understand, help them to understand it, and also to create that like juxtaposition of polarity right like the magnetizing of the people who are totally with you in your vibe believe what you believe or for what you for and to repel those who are not and not in a way that's like angry or mean but just in a very natural innate aligned way that's like hey you're my people hey you have people probably over there but the, you're not my people and that's okay Right. And like that tension actually creates it's also it's an energy. And so it creates an energetic alliance or an energetic repulsion. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I always say or I've always said um, and I say this to my clients because I have a lot of clients. Or I see a lot of entrepreneurs who just want to say yes to everyone and mm -hmm. help everyone. And I'm like, I think you're almost doing a disservice helping someone that you're not best equipped to help, mm -hmm. especially in the business world. And so I am all about repelling. Like if you are not 100% me, <laughs> you don't align with me, then 
no, you know, no harm, not no hate, no nothing. But I would rather you go find your people than waste your time and energy trying to almost fit in to my space. I'd rather you just go find your own space. So I, I'm really, really big on that. And definitely, definitely 100% agree with that, <laughs> with the yeah. tension and the repelling. Yeah. So that really leads me into the question then. So what do you think it does for your business when you do align with your response, you plant your flag, you believe what you believe, even if they disagree? Cool. Well, I think it really, really um, gives me a lot more respect and confidence mm-hmm. because I, I'm explaining why I don't gr- disagree, but in a very graceful and direct way. If I'm having a conversation with someone, so if they are kind of, you know, um, saying something that I don't agree with, I still want to listen to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really do want to listen to them, and I feel like it gives me a lot more respect and confidence because I really truly listen to understand and not really to answer if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and I feel like everyone on this planet just wants to be seen and heard but what everyone says is not going to be the same Mm -hmm. right it still doesn't mean they don't deserve to be heard um but there's so much beauty in people having strong opinions being unapologetically themselves right and I respect that. Even if their their cell or they have beliefs that I don't believe with or I don't agree with, I still respect it because I'm just so proud that they actually are taking a stand, right? Like I mm-hmm. totally respect it. So I think it gives me so much more confidence than to stand up and use my own voice. And not everyone will like what I have to say, but dang it, like I was given a voice and voices were meant to be heard. And I give them a chance to be heard. And then I just kind of almost gain the respect from them for me to also have my voice heard. Yes. Respect is cyclical. I lo- it's like when you respect their opinion, they respect you more for respecting their opinion. And so you, it's, it literally goes round and round and round, right? And more respect in this world, good Lord, who wouldn't need more of that? So also, you know, confidence, who doesn't need more of that? Now... Will, I mean, is it always going to feel really good, right? If that person decides to leave your space or to go elsewhere or to get angry about it to others, if they don't respect your opinion or they don't see you the value in what you're saying or have confidence in you because you opposed them, right? It doesn't feel good. But standing up for what you believe is such a rare commodity in a world of people who are just showing up to please and showing up in emptiness and openness and brokenness. So not only like yeah, do people respect you, believe you align more with who you are, but they see you align with you. And like that is everything. I love that. And that's why I love seeing your posts because I know 100% that's exactly who you are. And I feel the vibe of that. And I know 100% like I want to be in that space and that place. And so I know, you know, when you find your people based upon how real and raw and honest they are and who they are. I love it. So So I am going to link your chart down into the show notes because I know that there are some people who are probably like, what are these things? What do they look like? Um, So 
the right angle cross of tension is, um, you'll see it on the chart, you'll see her open throat center, it's in the middle, you'll see her defined emotional center, it's the solar plexus. There's a lot of things that we can go into within Ashley's chart, but I wanted to dive into a few of those early on so that we could really absorb them and go through this episode knowing who she really is and how well she aligns with that because it's very clear. So, I feel like we could literally talk all day, legitimately talk all day, but the show, <laughs> well, <laughs> it must come to an end, and now is the time. So before we go, I want my ladies to connect with you, be in your space. I want them to disagree and agree and use their voice and be a part of your super straight to the point, tell it like it is sphere. So where can they hang out with you? What are you currently offering for whoever's been looking for somebody like you? Yeah, so I, um, I'm kind of very minimalistic. I'm not in all of the places. <laughs> I mostly hang out um, in my Facebook group because those are my people, right? And it's, it's a community. Um, so my Facebook group is actually in the middle of a rebrand at the moment, um, but the link is still the same. So it's, um, you know, a Facebook group for very high level coaches, strategists, and one-on-one -on -one service providers who really want to be seen as leaders and kind of, you know, use their voice to be leaders in their industry and in their space and really attract those you know, high ticket clients who will actually pay them for their expertise. Um, that's kind of what I usually focus on with my clients is, you know, high ticket offers and scaling. Um, but the Facebook group, you can find it at www.facebook.com slash group slash with Ashley May. Um, and the name is the leaders table. That will be the new name. It has not changed yet, but it will be when this episode comes out. So it will be the leaders table. And, um, you know, as far as what I currently offer in my business, since, um, you know, we're recording this early and it's not coming out till later, I am having my second baby girl in October. So I am kind of on a pause at the moment from taking on one-on-one -on -one clients because I will be taking the entire month of November off for maternity leave. But um, come back December. I offer a three-month one-on-one coaching package to um, really help my clients uh, position or reposition their offer to um, a high ticket one and attract those high ticket leads um, consistently and then creating, um, you know, or mastering their messaging to have them come in consistently. So that is really what I focus on. And, you know, most of my clients usually scale to 10K, 20K, 30K. I've even had 50K um, months, you know, fixing this these small tweaks in their business. And, you know, I work with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs who know they are so good at what they do, but they just have not found the people who will pay them kind of what they want to be paid. Um, so yeah, we really go in into messaging and marketing and lead gen um, strategy. But yeah, that is where you can find me. I kind of took a hiatus away from Instagram. Um, <laughs> Instagram is just not my favorite, so I, I don't even really get on there anymore. So, uh, yeah, mostly I'm on Facebook, and you can totally add me as a friend. I am one of those people who love having business friends show up on my personal profile and on my newsfeed. But just so you know, like, 
please message me and get to know me because I will be that weird person who like comments happy birthday <laughs> and like you go girl in your business and you're probably like who is this weird chick that's commenting um so yeah if you do add me as a friend like please don't hesitate to reach out and actually get to know me because I do really like to cheer on um the people that I see on my news feed and you will get you will get those like you go girl and happy dances and all that good stuff so Oh my yeah. gosh. I love it. <laughs> happy dances are the happiest. <laughs> and I just want to say this episode, L to the OVE, seriously, this episode's been a blast. But in honor of it, let me give you a little something to chew on out there, ladies. Where inside of you, are you having an argument with you? Y-O-U, point your finger at you, yes you. Because you know you don't stand for that thing you're standing for or you're mad you didn't say something back to that person who bashed that thing you're passionate about. Or you've been plastering on a happy face when you're really just about to explode because you've been keeping all of your words in. Girl, these things add up. These things are what make people go postal. I mean, not like literally, but you might crack from all of that pent-up heat and exhaustion. So I invite you today to say the thing because it needs to be said. Do the thing you've been wanting to do because it needs to be done and be the person you've been wanting to be because there's nobody else who will ever be like you and the world needs more of you. Here's how. One, come to a moment of clarity, not in the emotion of it. Like, do you truly believe it because you've thought it through, you had an emotion about it, you keep seeing it, you don't believe in it, you desire it so badly, you know it's right or wrong, or whatever the thing is, right? I want you to make sure that it doesn't sit inside of you anymore. Let it out. Do it, say it, be it, create it, not in the heat of it, but because you know it's right. And then I want you to let go of any reaction that comes from it with total and utter belief that you just drew a line in the sand and the universe has your freaking back. Some people will hop on over. Some people will lock arms with you in solidarity. Some people will stay where they are in indifference. And some will throw rocks over to your side because they're triggered by what you did or said or became. Not because it was wrong, but because they didn't know how to handle it. And guess what? That's not on you. Not in any way, not in any way, shape, or form. You are only responsible for you and your intentions. So set your intention, get out there, be it, say it, do it, feel it, have it. You are worth it. So my dear CEO, I invite you today to go out into the world, go bigger, plant more flags, stand taller for what you stand for, believe in your aligned ideas, become the woman you desire to be, and thus magnetize more, repel more, make more, and live so much freaking freer. Surrounded by the raving fans that love you, the real you. So until next time, I love Y-O-U a long time.